sauce. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Sauce after a couple of little uh, incidences <laughs> where we didn't didn't get started on time, Sauce. You you, you came to the studio, you're on time, like you were two minutes early, like which was the first ever in the six seasons that we've been doing this. And um, <laughs> Settle down, mate. I was always early for the ones we were doing at my place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were. You were. This new studio has thrown me off. It's a bit hard to find. It's a bit, <laughs> a bit out in the sticks. I have to get my passport coming out here. So you, the one thing that you can't leave... Uh, Leave behind is your, your my hardware. Winning, my winning bets, yep. My yeah, winning your bets. Hardware. Left them on the couch. <laughs> so you've done that, but uh, we'll Definitely. move on and we'll continue to go. So it's uh, semi-finals footy week this week with two games. So no Thursday night footy. We're into the Friday and the Saturday, and there's two massive clashes. All elimination now. There's only five finals left uh, after a big week one of finals where the first two games ended up being close, and the, the other two games were a blowout. Yeah, the first two games uh, were, were definitely the highlight of the, the whole weekend, Pez, you know, especially because your Saints lost, so that wasn't a highlight for you, that game. But two two cracking games in football, the MCG, back-to-back nights of uh, 92,000 and over. I was at the, the, the Thursday night game, and it was incredible. The noise was unbelievable. The last quarter was tense. It was close. It was contested. I copped one in the back of the back of the neck, Pez, or one uh, Collingwood supporter celebrating, or, or in his frustration, went to, went to hit the seat and accidentally smashed smacked me in the back, back of the neck, scared the absolute out of me. What did you say during the game to uh, upset him? I didn't say anything. He was targeting you. He, he was, definitely he was, was targeting me. Getting your back for something. Uh, no, you definitely got me in the back, I tell you that What are your smart-ass comments to... No, the game, no, no. I was very, very. Um, I was right smack back in the middle of Collingwood fans, man. I was <laughs> very I was, neutral. I was very neutral. <laughs> oh, you talked the talk last week. You were oh, going to be very. Vocal you know, I, I was. I was having a couple of cheers here and there, and uh, there was a lot spoken about when the Maynard thing happened. There was a lot of people that were, you know, went through, and I, I was doing a little cheeky. Oh, well, he won't play next week. You know, well, there's his season done. Those sort of those sort of little comments to, to my mate who's a Collingwood supporter, but. Then and then the Friday night Pez it backed it up. Uh, Sydney versus Carlton. Carlton got off to that incredible start where the stadium was rocking. You know you had um, <laughs> those first two goals, incredible. And then you know my one of my fa- uh, favourite moments from that game was about four minutes into it. After those two goals, uh, you know Saad gets the ball in the middle and the big, oh, the whole ground, the whole ground. something I hate. Oh, but it was it is horrible to watch it is on horrible, TV. but it was incredible, Pez. Um, just by how much football had consumed the Carlton and the Melbourne community for that matter, and it was it was great to have finals footy back. The best thing is when the Carlton fans do it, and then he gets the one-two across the halfback <laughs> line. <laughs> so just shut oh, it. It's just good, it's good, Pez. Just shut it. It's no good. Um, Harry Mackay, who got concussed over the weekend, he actually missed two absolute gimme goals. One from the goal square, who somehow missed the po- hit the post. And one right in front, what, 10, 15 metres out and, and missed to the right. It's, uh, it's unbelievable how the demons have got to him and it uh, continues to happen. <laughs> you can't write that, Pez. He walks, in, walks into an open goal. And he must be shattered. Directly in front, if anything, more on the right side than left side, and smacks it into the left-hand post. It, it, incredible to miss Look, from he that. Was, he was under pressure in that one. That was more. Oh, that was that was worse than the other one he missed when he was set shot directly in front. Like the set shot happens, though. That sort of stuff happens. But running into an open goal, he missed one in North Melbourne. He was running into an open goal earlier in the year, yeah, like true. real early yep. from the goal square. He kicked it out on the full that day. So um, I don't know what's happened, but he's out out this week, which will be a big loss to their forward structure. 
a very big loss to their forwards uh, forward structure. Um, uh, and you know, Carlton's forward structure, um, full stop with Jack Martin obviously getting uh, two weeks as well. So he, he's out for this week and, and potentially next week if they win. So could return for a grand final if, if they make it that far. But that'll put a huge hole in Carlton's uh, offense and make it even more so reliant on Kerno. Um, you know, he was fantastic as well, but uh. You know, there was there was the unsung heroes for Carlton, those those uh, players that don't generally stand up, not the big names that that got the the job done. Very uh, blue collar, very business like. Massive game from uh, Blake Akers. He was absolutely oh, everywhere. He on. runs all day, and uh, it's uh, unbelievable what they're able to do. I couldn't believe that Carlton let Sydney back into it, and it got to within six points because there was I think there was twenty two seconds on the clock in that last centre bounce, and it was nervous times for the ninety two thousand that were there, uh, but. They, they got away with it in the end. Carlton are coming and they, they take on Melbourne this week at the MCG, which will be tough. But, you know, Melbourne aren't scoring that, that highly as well. And it was a very close contest and low scoring game last time. So we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Not, not with our controversy either, that one, Pez. You know, we had uh, obviously the, uh, we had a couple of uh, tribunal things in that one. You had Akers standing up, as you said. But you also had the uh, the match review, uh, not the match review, what do they call it? The, the, the arc was under fire again. The, doesn't surprise me. But it's incredible. Well, I just got a little notification there. The, the AFL's the arc's <laughs> just coming tuning in. in. Arcing up. That is. They're arcing up. But uh, I know that we speak about this a lot, Pez, but it was a huge um, topic of debate over the weekend, especially leading up into that uh, that Saturday game. I was talking to a couple of mates, and I had a, had a, a mate who was talking to me about it. And How, how can we – I know we, got, we harp on about this. The technology's not there. Fair enough. How, how can we la- allow the bloke who's seen it once, the goal umpire – to have the final say. I'd actually be okay with it if we don't have the technology. I've, I've come around on this, is that the person who's watched it seven, eight, eight, nine times, they just make a call. The person who's doing the arc and they, they have they see it at four angles, even if it's inconclusive. Hard to make a call when it's just, a blurry vision. Just make, just make a call though. Just spend the money. Yeah, I mean, there's that. Just spend this. Just spend the money. Ninety-two thousand, hundred eighty, what, hundred eighty-four thousand within record, two nights. Record-breaking season all up, even if you don't play the last five finals, which is pretty ridiculous. So... Uh, you get into that, but you you getting punched in the back of the head, and you know you're probably out with concussion. You shouldn't be recording the pod. Well, that's yeah. why I left the laptop at home. <laughs> it's, it's reminded me that was uh, the test, isn't it? <laughs> of a few things, and everyone loves going to the footy, and and you go to the footy, and you always see uh, different types of fans at the footy source. So you know, I'm talking about the the fan with the family, and they've got the thermos, and they get their hot dogs out, and they've got all their different toppings, and you're very jealous because you're like, hot dog, oh, hot dog in the thermos. Jeez, that brings I'd, you back. I'd love to do that and be prepared. And then you get to the footy that day, and you're like, no, nah, I'll just buy a hot dog or a pie or or do whatever. There, you got the young kid who's you know his only interest in the game is waving the flag. So you got, <laughs> that's you, right. You got the young kid down the front. So that's can, good can to I see. do it now, Dad? Yeah. Can I do it now? And then the, the parents have to be like, "Whoa, whoa not yet." You got to wait for a goal, and then oh, those watch, poor, out, watch out for the people in front. Those of poor you. kids that go for North Melbourne and uh, hardly get to wave the flag. Well, that's because they're banned flags there, Pez. They only have those massive, norm, enormous <laughs> ones there. <laughs> I don't know who's that with the cheer squad, but uh, I've, I've found a couple of new fans from the final on Saturday when I was there, St Kilda versus GWS. And can I just say, it was sixty-eight thousand people there. Probably 400 GWS fans. It was very, very quiet when they got up and about. And it was very, very loud when St Kilda, you know, inkled to, to try and have it ongoing. But you got the you got the bloke that goes there. He's in a different hat. So this guy, for example, he was a he had a Geelong hat on. Uh, so well, he's, wa- he's worn his Geelong stuff to the final. Like, sounds like a good bloke. And he goes, all he's doing is cheering against whatever anyone else is cheering for. <laughs> so if someone cheers for something, he just cheers against oh, it. The stirrer, the stirrer, I love the, that. He's the stirrer. 
you got the player abuser. Is it, that's sorry the stirrer? That's the classic where it's like you know, um, oh, oh, you're useless, Buckley. Great kick, Buckley. <laughs> yeah, just the old chat. They're rolling up. Yeah, I, I do like that guy. That, that's a good one. Well, the player abuser, the player that was targeted uh, this week from a guy in my row was Lockie Whitfield. Whitfield. Yep. Uh, was he a GWS fan? No. Because there's two versions of that. No, he's a, he was a Victorian <laughs> fan. He didn't have any footy gear on, so yeah. I don't know what team he went for. And you're in the in the AFL members, so it could be could, could be, be any team. Yeah, fair enough. But the, his best one for Whitfield was a few years ago, Whitfield. You wanted to come back to Victoria and no one wanted you because you're shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right there on the boundary and then, then he missed a kick inside 50. So that, that was a good one. That's that's a good one. It's also it's also good the other way around where like no matter what, any time that player gets the ball, they absolutely get absolutely pinged. Like, you know, like for, for Geelong, anytime Colin Jasney gets it, every time he kicks it, you're like, oh, just useless. Just, <laughs> oh, you're useless, Colin Jasney. You know, the old fisherman friends, you're useless, Wilson. You're useless, Wilson. Do you remember that? Or was that too old for you? Uh, yeah, a bit of castaway, is it? Yeah. No, no. Do you remember the fisherman friend that? They had the, 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 they're at the footy and there's this one guy just absolutely getting into this one guy and his name's Wilson and every time he gets it, you're useless, you're useless. And then he gives him the fisherman's friend and he shuts him up. And now you've got a few decades on me. I'm not sure. Oh, I'll have to, have to put that up on Instagram for you, that <laughs> yeah, one, Pez. have to get up there. That's a great ad. I've got... Uh, yeah, I've got two more here, and these are these are two brand new ones. Oh no, I've got three more. Sorry, three more. I, I went to the toilet at halftime, and I'm like, should I? I don't want to miss any of the footy, so I'll just line up. You know, the the guys' line goes pretty quick, so I go downstairs there, uh, level one, and there's a guy standing in front of the cubicles, but he's not lining up for the cubicles. He's facing the urinal wall. Okay, so there's a whole massive urinal wall, and then on this side there's two entrances, yeah. and in the middle there's a cubicles. He's standing there, and he's going. Come on, Saints fans. You guys have to get loud. From the first bounce in the third quarter, get loud. Collingwood bring their fans home. Carlton bring their bring their team home. Hawthorne do it. Why can't we do it? And he was going. And I was in the line for probably two minutes and waiting, took Did my piss and went pumped out. Up? He was still going. Yeah. And I was like, how does this guy have a voice? He was yelling and screaming in front of... It's an odd you know, place the, to do it too. House. It's an odd place to do it in the pit. Why up. did you choose that? Just go, yeah. I don't know, but... It was very strange. That, so, that is an odd one. I don't. I don't mind it though. I like. I like the uh, the morale. The halftime rev up. You usually get the guy that goes. I don't, oh, I don't mind it. A big quarter coming up, boys. I like, don't mind it like out that. there with the rest of the fans. I don't. Not a big fan of it in the pisser. Everyone's, uh, you know, at the urinal, and he's just, yell, yeah, trying to rev you up. Yeah, it's it's a, probably it's not. A probably not. The, it's probably not the, the place I want to be yelled up and revved up <laughs> when I've got I've got my uh, my member in his in my hand, mate, having a piss. I don't, don't want that at all. All right, so. <laughs> You don't, you don't want someone yelling at you, come on, boys, Collingwood, bring it. All right, this next one was the, the, the worst type of fan you could have. The worst. Sitting directly behind me uh, and my ears were, were ringing and, and were still ringing this morning when I woke up five days later. The kick it lady. Oh. So she had this really high-pitched voice, but GWS had structured up so well that 50 metres down the line – there's three orange jumpers and no St. Kilda players. Every time someone got the ball, kick it, kick it, kick it. There was one thing where Saints came from a, a point out and the game was nearly done and they kept handballing, handball over the top, the pressure's high, handball, handball, handball. There's probably eight or nine disposals that led to a goal. Every single time the player touched the ball, kick it. And you're at the ground so you can look further up the ground and no one's there. So I'm just like... I didn't say anything to her because everyone can pay their ticket money. They can go and they can cheer how they want, but that is not a fan I want to sit anywhere near at finals footy. And it comes down to the, the newest member that I've never 
heard of before. I'm going to name this guy, Source, the one minute guy. We've had versions of this before where. One minute guy. You know how the timer counts up? And people yell out, oh, there's 30 oh, seconds God. left, 30 I, seconds I left. I hate that. I, I, and I know you're a pet oh, peeve of it, oh. so you'll love this guy. <sighs> he said eight words for the whole game with one minute to go in every quarter. Raise his neck up a little bit. One minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hate that. But that's it. Did not hear a peep out of him for the rest of the it's game. Not, not the worst. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter. There's so many things wrong with that. <laughs> the, the fact is that now that both teams hold up a sign that says one, some say 30 seconds. Two, most people don't want to hear it. Like I go to the footy, I don't, I don't want to be hearing how long's left, especially during a tight game. I actually, I've gotten into a couple of fights, uh, not not actual fisty cuffs, but... Well, you did last week. Yeah, well, fisty backs, yeah. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. But, uh, but you know, the verbal spout with someone being like, mate, I don't want to know. Keep it to yourself. But now at the AFL, they actually put the five-minute thing down the bottom of the... Have it's you a five-minute warning. Five-minute warning. I saw it for the first time on yeah. Saturday, yeah. And they start counting down. Don't love it, but I, I hate that guy. Even more even more so than the uh, the kick-it lady. <laughs> because the kick-it lady is is, is funny because my, my dad used to be a, a kick-it lady. I'm going to stick it with the kick-it lady. <laughs> but because he would always be like, kick it, kick it. And then he would get so frustrated, be like, kick the bloody thing. And every time, every every time Uncle Mick would, would, would get that going. And <laughs> Yeah, but this is the problem with the kick-it... Lady. What are they kicking to? It's the same when as when they the, kick the it. It's going to be a turnover, and then what are you going to do? It's the same as the, the the backwards one. Oh, don't go backwards. Oh, where the we're kicking bloody hell are we're you going to go this way? Oh, come on, man. Read the game. Jump on the second level and have a look at the structures. Yeah. So well, you've got me rolled up now. <laughs> oh, I, I knew you'd love that, and I oh. I saved it until tonight to yeah. to give you a go at that. But uh, yeah, that's it. Let's oh, get we're, we're it. done. We're done reviewing uh, the, the pairs of spectators in the crowd, and he won't have to worry about it this week. I had a lot to do on Saturday because it was a, a blowout from early yeah, on yeah, with the Giants. Well, well done by you. That's some of your better stuff. Six <laughs> seasons, twenty four episodes in. Good time you bought your own game, mate. Finally, brings something <laughs> to the pod. Review. It's no official review. How does it end? We don't know. They kind of lost, but they won as well. The one minute guy, Jesus! One minute guy. That's a, one minute. I'm going to do that throughout the podcast now. I had to spot him. Just going to let you know. I had to spot him just so I could view what he looked like. What he looked like? He, oh, I reckon. I reckon he would have been like a, a bit of a. You ever seen Muppets? You know, Beaker, like little little. Is that a blue guy? No, no, he's the orange guy with orange oh, hair. Don't speak to me then. Jeez, oh, <laughs> you're racist, hairist, and he just you know the little real sort of like little bit, you know, those glasses, little beady eyes, and just sort of the pops scientist, up, pops the up. Muppet scientist. Yes, the Muppet scientist. Little popped up. One minute. No, nah, he was he was wearing a hat, wearing a you know it was pretty cold. It was raining. Was he a young bloke, old bloke? Oh, probably um forties. Yeah, 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 quite and young. Quite St young. Kilda fan, which was weird that he kept doing it in the third and then the fourth quarter, but. Blokes just counting down pairs. One minute, one minute until season's over. Well, you should have seen more than one minute. Maybe that's what he was counting down to. Yeah, he might have been. He might have been because it was, it was done at quarter time. But uh, we we do get into our our review here, source for the finals in week one. So I just had the the two bets, and one of them was on the Saints, and unfortunately they you know couldn't do anything. They they were up by a goal early days, thirteen to seven, and then uh, GWS went on a fifty-two to four run. So. It, it, it hurt. It was uh, very quiet when that was happening and uh, only a couple of glimpses of, of things coming back. And Josh Kelly, one of his goals, wow. was absolutely amazing watching that directly behind him. Is, is he not built, the for, wing. built for finals footy? Wow. Uh, unbelievable talent they've still got in that list. And to, from go to bottom four to be where they are now uh, and with a chance to win this week, mind you. Uh, and the other one was 
Brisbane to, to yeah, win we against both Port had Adelaide. That was pretty so stock standard. That was a, a big uh, reverse of round one when Port Adelaide uh, absolutely pants Brisbane at, at their home deck. So uh, Port Adelaide in danger of going out of straight sets. Brisbane get the home prelim in the Gabbo. I lost 1.1 units Disappointing uh, on the weekend and uh, it went down to 38.64 unit profit for the season at a 23% ROI. So, uh, yeah. You're going to have to lift this week, Pez, because I'm on the injury lift. My, my back is extremely sore from the not only carrying you all season, but my, my, is sore as well. my injury from Friday night. So I won't be able to carry you this week. I need you to, to, to lift your game and contribute, all right? Yeah, excuses already from you. What are you doing? Just, ah, just no excuses. Case. No just excuses. Mate, if you listened to the pod last week, you would have had four winners just going the over-under, Pez, because you know we don't always put all our bets on Twitter, but we make sure that we, we talk about them on the pod. We give you the metrics. We give you the stats, our recommendations, our leans. I had unders for all of the games except for the Brisbane and Port game. That all got up. I had the overs in that one, which narrowly got up as well. So if you're on that, good luck to you. Uh, my, you know, my best bet was the under 165.5. That definitely saluted with the weather. Uh, it was lucky to get over 100 at one stage so um, two units on that one I had um, the other big bet I had was my four unit stake uh, on a live bet put in the middle of the uh, the third quarter uh, long story short Pez the live bet it took forever to get through from the first goal kicked to the fourth goal kicked in that Sydney third quarter start and I jumped on about 30 and a half because I had the lead into it and I was talking to the girl forever. It took forever to confirm. You know how they go through it, you know. Yeah, full name and fast code. You put it there. Yep, so you're going for a live bet, Sydney, plus 22 and a half, $1.88, Can you please confirm? And you're like, yeah, just hurry up. And as they're, as they're trying, I'm trying to rush her through, goal, goal, goal. Somehow, miraculously stayed at the plus 22 and a half. Checked my app a couple of times. That's going to be hard Absolutely gold. It'll be hard to believe, isn't it? If you could, if you could bet, uh, you know, the, the line that it was two minutes ago to, to now, like that's what you'd want to be able to do. Well, you, so. expect, you expect the market to adjust and that's what they, – normally they're pretty good at it, but must have had the intern there and, uh, yeah, she oh, – Made it adjust so very, very quickly I usually, had four so. units on that one, Pez, and especially when she confirmed the, uh, the plus 22 and a half. I'm like, yep, four units, and I was waiting for the adjustment. I was going <laughs> to bring it down a couple of units, but four units, biggest stake for the, for the year on a live bet. That saluted. Uh, we both had Brisbane, as we spoke about. For the season, Pez, or for that round, staked 10 units, returned pure profit, 4.18. Eight units, an ROI of 41.8. Brings my season tally, Pez. 202 units staked, 84.1 oh. units returned. And that is just pure profit, Pez. That is unbelievable for from a single punter in an AFL season. Uh, and an ROI of 41%, just quickly to explain to the punters out there, for every $100 you put down, you're returning into your bank account $141. So... It's uh, it's very, very ridiculous. Uh, the the steps where you're at together, and I know you know you wouldn't like to be together with me because I'm only thirty eight units. Hey, up. Pez, but but that makes but it makes it as a as a podcast total, we're already beating last season. One hundred and twenty two units were up this season. One hundred and twenty two. So our goal is to to stay above that. And uh, happy days. One hundred and twenty in twenty twenty two. One hundred and twenty two plus in twenty twenty three. Mate, pet, pet, how good does it feel? Six straight seasons. This will be our seventh. It's un- unbelievable. When I look through seven straight profit, because you look through at the end of round twenty four, and we look through last last week, and we're like, oh, you know, yeah, we jinxed, you it last, swings, we, we jinxed you last week. You have swings <laughs> and roundabouts, and then I was on a on a tear of I don't know how many seven, rounds seven in a weeks row. straight. You were a profit, and then um, yeah, week, week one of finals, bump bow. Yeah, won't have that this week, Pez, because there's no Saints to bet on. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small 
Now Bex with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxie, do you want? Do you want some as well? And I, I said, straight into these specials, Pez. Sinnoh takes a special and goes bang. Yeah, well, sports bet. They've got the Friday night game. The Carlton Melbourne, same game, multi doesn't win. Second chance. Up free to, hit. Up free to hit. I like it. You, you like that? 32 plus payout on bet 365. So nothing too good there. This is a promotion they bought out after we recorded last week because we recorded on the Monday last week, Source, and they bought this out uh, the next day or the Wednesday. Uh, on tab, AFL same game multi, close enough is good enough. Disposal legs missed by one, you're still a winner. Ooh. So for all those people who, oh, he only got 14, he's yeah, dead yeah, to me. Yeah, people bitching him out too. He only got 19, <laughs> was meant to get 20, uh, he dead to me. On tab, close enough is good enough. And the reason they're putting that out there, just so the punters do know, is because disposal uh, you know, numbers, averages, are usually down uh, in finals for the players that you'd usually get because it's a more contested game, more defensive game. So that does tend to happen and, and that's why they're happy to, to go with that and still think it'll be profitable for them. So just be wary of that. Uh, 12 uh, plus halftime early payout uh, for both games on Neds and Bluebet as well. So they've got them there. Just check who, who you get the better odds with. And then a three plus leg same game multi bonus cashback at Lads if one fails on both games this week. Nice pairs. Let's get straight into the action. We, of course, talk about the Friday night game. This will be an absolute sellout, pairs. This will be Carlton fans will bring it. The Melbourne fans will be there. They will be absolutely holding on to not go out in straight sets, pairs. Melbourne taking on Carlton. Dollar sixty six favourites are the D's. Two eighteen outsiders. The Carlton Blues minus six and a half is the line. Over under one fifty six and a half, pairs. Carlton are coming. Well, they're not coming anymore, pairs. They're here. They're they're one win away from a prelim final. Melbourne one loss away from going out. Back-to-back years, straight sets. Who wins this game? Why? Who needs to make the adjustments? How? Yeah, well, adjustments are already already happening with the players that are out. So Jack Martin with that suspension, he was very pivotal in the in the dying minutes with a couple of intercept marks in defensive 50 uh, last week. And Harry Mackay uh, with the concussion won't be playing either. So their forward structure will definitely have to change. Matthew Kennedy comes in. And for Melbourne, we know Angus Brayshaw... Uh, got hit, he is injured, possibly, uh, you know, career ending from all his issues with concussion. So Brayshaw, uh, Bailey Laurie, who was the sub, Van Ruin got suspended and Hibbard has actually been omitted as well. Uh, I thought he, you know, I thought he was all right last week uh, in that in that back line. Uh, Charlie Spargo comes in, Tomlinson comes in and James Jordan comes in from Melbourne. Everything on the line sort of stuff here. Max Gorn was huge last week. He needs to be huge here against Pitnet. He'll get behind the ball uh, to, to intercept. Carlton will be trying to, to run out of those centre clearances and, and try and get the ball up forward. They're going to be Charlie Kerno-centric, I think, this week. But Melbourne's defence, you've got Stephen May and Jake Lever. They don't have Harry Mackay to worry about. So one of them is going to be able to float through. Who's going to be able to play that role for Carlton is what has me a little bit worried. What worries me about Melbourne is their ability to score up forward because they they had all the forward 50 entries. They had all the turnovers in their forward half last week. Yes, and they, they just had, couldn't they had get the job done against Collingwood. Incredible. They had 69 inside 50s last, last week, the fifth most for the year. And to only manage seven goals, hugely concerning. Well, you saw when they were, they were coming, they were 13 points down. 
Bailey Fritch had a chance to put it to seven with about seven mi- minutes to go. He kicked it, or he nearly missed it, off the side of his boot, out on the full. And I don't think I've ever watched a game and thought, geez, this team's kicked it out on the full a lot. And and they're only half chances, some of them, where Cozzy Pickett's getting it out of the ruck contest in the forward pocket, oh, kicking geez, it geez, out on the full. Geez, he's clean. There's so, <laughs> there was so many. I don't even know the, the numbers, but there was at least six that went out on the full. And... You, you would have thought seven points down at the end would have been nice if one of those just, you know, went behind the uh, point post there and uh, was only six points down and they could have come and, and drawn the game and extra time would have been unreal at that game. But how do they fix that? You want Petrarca to be forward is what you want, but you also want Petrarca to be in the middle of the ground. So uh, what, do, what do you see here, Sauce? Um, I mean... You, you Melbourne last week on expected score they won Pez. You know they <laughs> no good to them now. Well, the expected score, you know, they had Collingwood was fifty nine from expected fifty three. You know, and Melbourne were fifty two from an expected seventy one point eight. So on expected score, they they win that by about twenty points or so. They they were the better team for for three quarters. The problem is with Melbourne is that they have no forward structure, and Simon Goodwin unable to adjust after half time. Every single contested. Uh, sorry, a f- inside 50 contest, they had four or five blokes spoiling each other almost. They, it, it was incredible. I'd never seen a team just no forward leads, everyone just, you know, bombing the ball up. I know the weather had a little bit to play with it. To me, Melbourne win this game by by adjusting it, and I think that they have to they have to put a structure around Petrarca. Early in the year, they were they they had him as, as a focal point of the of, the, um, of their forward line, and he was able to create. He moves well without the ball. He's actually, very good forward. And I think that you know, if you look at the two teams here, you sort of expect that you lose the midfield battle against Carlton anyway. So only maybe put him, maybe go the opposite, break in case of emergency, put him into the mid, midfield if you need to, because he can kick goals from there as well. So start around that, make the adjustment early they're going to get the ruck contest wins they're going to get first look at it anyway so like you know use Gorn a little bit more what I didn't like from them is that they continually didn't have Gorn participate in a lot of their their forward 50 um, entries you know like they they didn't have him as as a key forward they didn't have him as the ruck forward they didn't have him as the ruck for for throw-ins there they want to have him continually behind the ball I don't like that they are a defensive team I think that Carlton um, they're going to struggle to score against against Carlton uh, against Melbourne. Sorry, they're going to really struggle to score. So I think that the, the odds in this one, a dollar sixty six. Melbourne is a great bet, a dollar sixty six. There's a lot of value with it. Um, momentum is probably the only thing that make you lean towards Carlton. But realistically, Carlton were the opposite to, to Melbourne. They they played really one and a half quarters against Sydney, and they escaped against Sydney. So if you look at the, the form against each other. Melbourne is the better side. If you put them both against Sydney, which they recently just played, you know, Sydney obviously lost to, to Carlton last week. Melbourne beat them in the last round. An impressive going to Sydney and beat them and beat them quite convincingly. I think the D's can get it done uh, this week and, and they don't go out in straight sets. Oh, there, there you go. Um, I, I think in what you say there with their forward line structure, I think a big part of that was Jake Malksham's injury. Yeah. And... Tom McDonald coming into that side. Useless. Oh, it's it just hurts watching it. Uh, not even going for Melbourne or anything, but it just hurts to watch what what he's doing down there. And he, he did a couple of good things in that fourth quarter, but, you know, the game's nearly done and dusted. And the, the thing everyone keeps saying, yeah, expected score, you've got um, all the stats that line up, the inside forward 50s, the, the forward 50 turnovers for Melbourne, uh, inside 50 discrepancy. The thing that Collingwood did to win them the game and what Craig McRae had planned is to put the pressure on mm-hmm. to get that turnover 
and to get the ball down the other end over the top. How many times do they get an over the top mark? This game should have been dead halfway during the second quarter. Yeah, definitely. Collingwood didn't kick for goal very well. No. Collingwood missed easy shots. So But their structure it, allowed them to have easy shots. And if you look at it that way, uh, and Collingwood, you know, hit 50% of those easy misses that they had, this game would have been done early and it would have been a, a bit more of a blowout and, and not be made to look as close. So Collingwood just, you know, they were under the pump at the end, don't get me wrong, only seven points in it. But uh, I think Collingwood ended up being the better side because of how they were coached and, and that's what got them over the line uh, to win the game. And I think Carlton, if they're going to win this, they need to take a leaf out of Craig McRae's book and, and try and put that pressure on Melbourne and try and get them on the turnover because uh, when you've got Stephen May running back trying to, de- trying to defend a, a kick over the top, that's what you want. You don't want them to, to have it 70 out, have Melbourne set up defensively and then to go in like that. You've got nothing to lose. It's, it's Voss versus Goodwin here and who's going to make the right moves at the right time. Uh, I think Melbourne would win. If I'm doing footy tipping, I'm, I'm tipping Melbourne. But there's something about this Carlton team that you just – you, you, you can't shake. Yes, you're on Carlton. You're on Carlton. No, I'm tipping Melbourne. Oh, you got any bets in the game? I, I do. I do. But I'm staying away from the result uh, for, yeah. for that case uh, just because of that. I'm going with the, the sports bet, the same game. Multi, the free the, hit. The little free hit. Uh, might as well have a go. So I've picked my do own. Do you know what the best to- thing is about this, this weekend is, is if you miss the free hit, you get to have a bet on in both games. Yeah, you have you have one bet can get you two bets, and hopefully you win. Like <laughs> how, how excited you! It's like, like Christmas you, Eve. You for love you. the free hit. Uh, so uh, mine's a four legger. Um, so I've picked my own total under one seventy point five because they've crunched the totals in. You know, I think it's one fifty six. You said uh, a little bit earlier there, and then I've just gone the fifteen disposal market. So I've gone Christian Salem to be behind the ball and get fifteen disposals. Lockie Hunter fifteen disposals uh, from the wing. And then Matthew Kennedy coming in to play a role, uh, I think with the way Melbourne defend, he can he can pick up his 15 disposals as well. So those three players for 15, under 170, gets me $2 odds. I'm going to put uh, two units on that one and uh, hopefully not have to get a free hit back. No, but how good is the free hit, Pez? You love the free hit. Um, I've crunched the numbers for this one, Pez. You know, you know that I like the overs and the unders and looking at that. And uh, it's interesting that, you know, the, the, the theory is with finals that it becomes quite a, a closely contested game and the scores drop. The sport, sports bet death last weekend didn't adjust. This week, I think that they've adjusted and I think they've overcorrected actually, Pez. I went back and looked through the, the semifinals over the last 10 years and over the last 10, uh, 20, sorry, over the last 10 years uh, and the last 27 semifinal games, Games, 19 of those have gone over but the over that they've had set at them was an average of 165 so that's the average that they've set over those over the last 10 years so for this one pairs i'm going over my my metrics have it's going about 163 i've brought i've bought my um over total right down so i've gone down to the over 148 and a half and if you look at that over the last 10 years it's only happened four times that the score has gone under, under that. So I've brought that down. I said that Melbourne's going to win, so I've gone the plus 11 and a half. Pick your own line. Smack those two together for a nice little cheeky $2. I love that. Boom. Get that straight in there, Pez. That, that's my uh, free hit, but it's going to be just a direct hit because it's going to hit straight off the bat. Yeah, well, you need uh, Melbourne to change that structure that you saw firsthand last week and uh, maybe Petrarca down forward. 
for a majority of the game. Will, I, uh, I love you thinking with that, that Pez, because that's my second bet. I've got one unit. I think that they do um, take advantage of. of uh, I think that they not take advantage of it. I think they need to adjust. It's been all. It's been all about it this week in the media uh, and you know they they tried Tom McDonald it didn't really work so I've gone with uh, Petrarca to kick two or more goals Pez What's that pain? 235 so I really like those odds um, he's done that you know I think it's eight times this season where two or more and they're, they're games where even if he does have a lot of the time in the midfield and you know we saw last week that if they are struggling to score what they did in that fourth quarter Pez they just started unloading from outside 50 so that adjustment I think will come a lot quicker so two uh, sorry, one unit on that one at the 235 two or more goals Christian Petrarca all right, and uh, for the listeners out there, play keep up with sources bets because he's he's going here. You got two units, one unit. Um, yeah. Mate, I'm down three units. That's all I'm up. That's all I've put down so far. Nice and easy to follow, and I've got a couple bets in the next one. So that's that's an easy one to follow. Oh, I'm as very well, interested to see where you're going in the next one. Tell well, me about next, this game. Next one's and uh, next one. I'll tell you about the odds, and then you can tell me about uh, you. You got to watch GWS firsthand. Uh, Port Adelaide taking on GWS. A dollar sixty-one favourites is the power. GWS two twenty-eight outsiders minus eight and a half. Is the line over under 175 and a half? Pez, you got to watch GWS La firsthand last week. They were easily the most impressive winner last week. Uh, and Port Adelaide were probably the, the most disappointing loser last week. So, I mean, not most disappointing yeah. because there's two teams that eliminated. But uh, if you look at form and recency bias, GWS are looking in flying form, Pez, and uh, the, the Giants are here. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you thought Canelio being out of the team. You know, earlier that week, you would have been like, oh, that advantages St Kilda. The the interesting thing about, you, you say I watched them on Saturday, you got Rowan Marshall for the Saints as a ruckman against um, Briggs for GWS, and that guy is a monster. <laughs> he is so strong. Um, Rowan Marshall was given votes on the radio after the game, but he got absolutely towed up by Briggs. I know Marshall had 31 disposals. He did a few different things, but Briggs would take it out of the ruck, snap it over his shoulder into the forward 50, and then... Bang, the ball's down there ready to go. St Kilda are under pressure trying to run it the other way and that's how GWS kept scoring. The other thing is they absolutely dominated in centre clearances. Tom Green is an absolute machine. He's a beast. Uh, Josh Kelly had 19 disposals and two goals up at halftime and they, you know, didn't decide to, to do anything with that yet. So with these sorts of players against the Port Adelaide side, they're going over to Adelaide Oval here, Source. We've got to remember, we, we spoke about it before the finals. Literally nothing to lose. They came from the bottom four. They've won their first elimination final. They're done. They're, like, they're not judged. They're, they're judged as a successful season no matter what happens here. So that makes them super, super dangerous. I think Briggs in the ruck against Lysette will where, be... Where do, where do they find this bloke? He, <laughs> he, he, how do they just keep producing unbelievable talent after unbelievable talent? He, I, he's a monster. I don't know how they do it. And they're all... Well, the handouts from the AFL, yeah, well, realistically, with the, the turnover of the picks. And it, was, it was a rhetorical moment. Don't ruin the story with a good <laughs> tr- the truth. <laughs> the other thing is uh, O'Halloran, the lady in for Canelio, he goes out and Canelio comes in. So that makes them even stronger. And Dylan Williams and Jeremy Finlayson both omitted from the power side. Now, Finlayson had a ripper start to the season, but he's teetered off a little bit. And Charlie Dixon comes in you know, to try and save their season here. So disappointing for Finlayson to be omitted, but the, the Giants, nothing to lose. Tom Green, we saw, did you see on the JWS page? Uh, any time, anywhere, we'll play anyone, anywhere, or whatever Any Anytime, anywhere, we bring the smoke. Oh, I love that's, that. That's good, and that's confident. That's the confidence they're going to Have you seen? Have you with. seen the other thing from the, the Giants page, Pez? Or just, have you seen this one? Uh, who is, is he a listed player this week? Yeah, he used to play for Adelaide. Oh, I saw the... Get- 
Hi, I'm Cooper Hamilton. You may remember me from my debut at Adelaide Oval. 12 touches and a clanger. He's taking the piss out of himself. is intended for those who support Watch the Adelaide Crows. See, the Giants and Coes have more in common than you might think. For one, we both hate South Melbourne. South Melbourne. Two, we love a lot of the same people. Jacobs takes a good mark. Which has made this decision even more difficult. Our club's <laughs> bloody disappointed. Sure. Surely you're overfilled by now. Thirdly, we both love to play Adelaide Oval. One of the great all-time wins for the Giants. Finally, and most importantly, we both want the Giants to win on Saturday night. So in saying that, and with your September schedule cleared, we'd like you to join the Orange Tsunami for one week and one week only. Jump on board and deck yourself out with Orange as we prepare to tear the pair. Tear the pair, Pez. Tear the pair, not bad. Tear uh, the pair. From the, the Giants. How, they, I don't know how they convince the young fella Cooper to do Hamilton, that. Cooper Hamilton, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not sure how that they, goes. They are, confi they are confident pairs. They, they have so much belief. And you know in football terms, a team that has nothing to lose is super dangerous. They're, they've been the most informed team coming into this. Uh, you know, if you reverse the ladder from round 11, they sit third. And they've gone, I think it's 11 and 4. It's, it's so it's incredible. You, you think of a player that when he was at Melbourne, Jesse Hogan, he was touted as the next big thing, going to kick, you know, 600 goals. And he's had his troubles over at Fremantle. And now he finds himself at GWS playing ripping footy. He's a beautiful set shot at goal and uh, he can get a couple. You've got Toby Green down there. You've got Daniels, who's a, an absolutely great kick and set shot at goal. They, they are just so super dangerous. The midfield battle will be where it's won. And Port Adelaide, it's not like they're seasoned veterans in that midfield. Uh, they're young, so they've they've got a lot to do. The crowd noise is going to be massive. It's going to be a sellout at the Adelaide Oval. I tip the Giants right now just because uh, I just like a little bit of finals footy. The underdog story, uh, we'll see how the Giants go in this one. No bet at the minute. I want to see if my bet turns into a bonus or what happens with ah, that. Cheeky bonus. And then I'll, um, then I'll unload on Twitter after that to, if we see the result in the Friday night game. So go the Giants. Go the Giants, Pez. Go the Giants. Oh, oh just remember this one. I've got about pain in the sound. Do you know what the best thing is about this? They, the more they, they win, the more the memes come back. Yeah. The big, big sound one, Pez. I, I'm all over the uh, the Giants oh, in this the big, one. big, big sound memes. Yeah. I forgot about that. It's, it's one of everything, isn't it? I didn't, I didn't think TikTok was really around there, was it? That would have gone off on TikTok. It's still going to go off back Pez. in 2019. This is this is going to be incredible. Uh, the Giants are so informed, Pez. They are they, they're built for finals football. They've got nothing to lose. They've got the confidence. They've got the belief. I think we we forget that two years ago this 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 team was you know a top eight side. They've had a coaching change, and since that coaching change, they've been incredible. Port Adelaide, they, they uh, when they were winning games early in the year, Pez, they're kicking. Great big scores. Their forward line was going through. Their defence was pretty tight. They've had so many injuries out bound back. They, they, they haven't got the sort of people to run with Toby Green, Jesse Hogan. You know, they, they, GWS win so many battles. They win down back. <laughs> their back line is a lead against that forward Can line. We, to make a comment on that, Sam Taylor, <laughs> if he takes Charlie Dixon, Charlie Dixon is out of the game. And Harry Himmelberg, he's moved to permanent defence. Yeah. He's looking unbelievable down there. Who? Harry Himmelberg. Uh, incredible, yeah. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> like it, He was struggling as a forward last season when yep. they were in the bottom four. And they've, you know, teetered, teetered, teetered. And now they're like, hey, 
Bang, this is your spot. He's looking good. The midfield battle, I mean, that's probably pretty even, but GWS, they, they have the potential. And give, it to, the, give it to the orange team. Give it to the orange team. You look at their forward line, uh, then that's the, that's a win all around for the, for the orange team. And their ruck, as we just spoke about too. You know, the only advantage probably Port Adelaide has is that they have, you know, possibly the experience, but the, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Probably Port Adelaide are actually, you know, not as experienced as the Giants. They are playing at Adelaide Oval. The Giants take away uh, that well-documented fact of them winning at all, you know, 11 different venues this season. 11 different venues this season, the including record. the Adelaide Oval twice. Including the Adelaide Oval twice, against Port Adelaide and against Adelaide. Y- you look at it on paper here, I'm... Uh I'm leaning towards nearly putting a bet on the Giants. Mate, two two twenty eight blue bet. Put a bet on right now. Two units. Boom. Put that on there. Twelve up special. You love that. That, that that's a great bet. And, and what I, what I like even more, Pez, is, is some of the other stats. This this you you can put a bet on at the end of this, Pez. I'll let you, you piggyback on mine. Seven out of the last eight final series, a team has gone out in straight sets. Right. So in the first fourteen years since they bought in this, there only two teams did that. They went out in straight sets. The next fourteen years. Seven teams have done it. Seven out of the last eight. So seven games where a, te- a team has gone out in straight sets. When that happens, Pez, generally it's a team that snuck into the, to the eight slash snuck into the four. Okay, So it's not a team that's repeating. What I like about this bet, Pez, in those games when there's a, a straight set uh, exit, the team that was the, the f- favourite team, they have scored under 90 every single time, Pez. So every time they haven't progressed – and they've gone out in straight sets. They haven't scored over 90. Wait, uh, Guess what the total over-under line is for, for Port Adelaide's line? 90.5. 90.5. So locking two units pairs under Port Adelaide's total score, ninety uh, so $1.91 at the 90.5. And the last one, we just spoke about Port Adelaide pairs and their defense. I think they're going to really heavily target Toby Green, um, which is good. But Toby Green proved last week. They'll inject him into the midfield. He'll he'll burn you early, get a couple of those ones. He only kicked one goal last week, Pez, but he was instrumental. Instrumental. Where I don't think that they have a matchup for is Jesse Hogan. If they put Aaliyah Aaliyah to him, which is the natural sort of, you know, person. Cardi gets a a bit of a free run. He does. But I reckon Aaliyah Aaliyah goes to Jesse Hogan. But Jesse Hogan's a lead-up player. Aaliyah Aaliyah likes to bring the intercept mark. He's not built for Jesse Hogan. You reckon he'll be lost. Are going to be lost? So put an, uh, one unit pairs, three goals or more, three fifty, and put one unit pairs <laughs> on. Uh, actually, I won't do that because the odds have been crunched, so I won't do that second one. But put, put one unit pairs on three. What was it? What was the other three one or more goals, three fifty. I was going to put two or more goals. It was originally at two dollars. Now it's at a dollar seventy nine. So Ooh, that's okay. really cr- crushed in. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm piggybacking because yes. I convinced myself. I convinced myself, but oh, it's funny because before before I started talking, you didn't have a bet, and now I finished talking. Bet I did have a bet, but I was going to put it on after Friday. <laughs> He's on two dollars thirty. Two dollars thirty. <laughs> so you got two two eight. I, I get two thirty, but um, yeah, I'll put the put two units on that. Would you well. get two thirty? Yeah, it's that's what it is right now. Oh, I, I looked on Ned's two twenty five and Blue Bet's two thirty. So I'll, I'll run with that. I'll put that on now. Can I jump on that? <laughs> I had You've already got your two, two units on, on it. You idiot. Oh, but it's two cents. Hey, two cents is better in my pocket than theirs. Well, it is, but you've already put the bet on, so what are you going to do? Well, can I cancel it and lose money and then put it back on That's for a higher amount? That's ridiculous. It is the stupidest thing you might have ever said. You can tell, uh, viewers, we are excited about finals footy. It's, it's, uh, I'm so glad it's back. And, but the only thing that I hate about it, Pez, it means we're only three weeks away from the season finishing. Ugh. Yeah, that's well. That's what we spoke about coming into the end of the season. You've got nine finals games; four of them are down. We've only got five left. And you, we, this year, can I ask for one thing, if I could? 
you can ask for whatever you want, Pez, whether I deliver or not is a different thing. Well, you, you can't deliver <laughs> well personally, then. but last, well, last year you then, enjoyed Pez. it. You enjoyed the grand final, but this year your team's not in it. Uh, my team's not in it. I just want a decent final, like a decent grand final where the game's not over in the second quarter or it's not over at half time, and uh, it keeps people glued to the TV. So what's a, what's a decent final in your eyes? What What would be a decent final? The majority of people you're spending grand final day no, with are still watching the, yeah, the game so what, in the fourth what, quarter. I know what a decent game of football is. I know what I mean. Like <laughs> Why would you ask the question? I mean, what, what team's playing in the grand final? You, don't call me a dog, <laughs> you flog. What team's playing in the grand final make it a good game on your books without obviously knowing the result? So this is the this is a tough thing. Yeah? Age or one. You know better how they had the $101 I'm a good better, yeah. I know that. Better. Bet so they got yeah. the promo. We we had the different accounts. Yeah, that, that was great for me. I cashed out a hundred bucks for Geelong to win the premiership. <laughs> they didn't even make the finals. Great, loved it. So, at the moment, we've got Collingwood, and we've got Melbourne uh, to win the premiership. Yeah. So Melbourne go into the other side. So if those two played off together, that'd be a guaranteed thousand bucks. But we're also going to make the place for Brisbane. So we want Brisbane to win. So it'll probably be like a Brisbane. Oh, have you put those, you've put those three bets down? Have you? Not Brisbane. We've got Collingwood. We've got Melbourne. You didn't put Brisbane down? No. <laughs> How stupid is that? So dumb. Did, yeah. you, did you get offered cash out? Um, they offered cash out in Melbourne, I know, 300 bucks at the start of the final series. Yes. So there was one with the Storm as well last week. Yeah. And, um, did you take that? Oh, I think we took oh, – I don't know what we took. But people to that, people that don't know what we're talking about, Better had a, a promotion at the start of the season. You could put a $10 bet on and you got 100, 101 odds. So yep. basically for your $10, you put a premiership winner on and you win $1,000. And then throughout the season, what they've been doing is they've been offering, you know, for example, before the final series, they went, all right, all these teams are going to be worth $100 cash out. So I cashed out on Geelong before the round, before the last round when they weren't going to make it. Incredible. Yeah. So love that one. And Pez has taken Collingwood and Mel. Oh, Jesus. Just well, Mrs. told me a story today. Apparently, she told you before the season she she jumped on Collingwood to win the premiership at $10 and you told her it was a stupid bet. She's saying it, it's a pretty good bet at the moment, isn't stupid it? Stupid bet. <laughs> Dumb. Not going to get up there. So, the, do you know why? Because the big, big sound's going to take them on next week? Well, the other thing, I've got a vested interest in the NRL because I've got two two bets on the Panthers. Mm. So, 20 bucks down to win two grand on the Panthers and $10 on the Storm who hopefully win on... Friday and make their way to against the Panthers in a prelim, so not too great. Got to worry about the Brisbane Broncos in that one. Yeah, they, they looked good. They yeah. looked good last Friday. But that's uh, an update on that. Anyway, so back to the original question, Pez. For <laughs> the grand question. final, for, for back to the grand final, for it to be a good game, what two teams are we wanting to be in there to be a contested game that you think you know with you, your, your detailed football knowledge is going to make it a no? A I good can't. Contest. I can't do that in finals. You know me. I can't do that. So I'm but going. Just, but don't don't. Nah, Brisbane JWS. Can that happen? That'd be that'd be a good final, I think. Can it happen? No. It can. Yes. Yeah, it can happen. It can yeah, happen. Yeah, beautiful. Let's, let's go with that. Well, if you think that's the case, Pez, $13 for them to win the premiership GWS, and uh, you can get $6 for them to make the granny. No, nah, in, in all, really, like Port Adelaide or GWS, Collingwood at home at the MCG probably win that prelim final. Well, most likely. We'll see what happens. Big, big sound. And um, <laughs> Brisbane up at the Gabba will be hard to beat against uh, Carlton or Melbourne. So that'll be a huge day, grand final day. I'll just... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Them, them to make the grand final is a dollar fifty Brisbane. Uh, they're not even favourites to make the grand final, which I find odd. To make the grand final, yeah, yeah, a dollar fifty for them to basically win next week, and a dollar forty five for Collingwood to win next week without knowing the opponent. Yep, yeah, it's interesting. All right, would you put a pre- premiership uh, bet down? No, no. 
just at the start of the season with the better. It's been a good podcast. All right. <laughs> bit, of, bit of back and forth. Jesus Christ. You got any, you got any other units thrown around there? Yeah, I'm, you're going to have to update the spreadsheet. It's going to take you about a few hours. That's right, I'll spell Sydney right this time. Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anyone picked up on Tell you what, you could tell I had a couple of beers, couldn't you? <laughs> you could tell you're the one that jumped <laughs> on. Because it, it went from one bet to like four bets and that was split and I had a couple of uh, spelling mistakes in there. Come on, oh. Sydney. Sydney. Hey, the Sydney paid out, mate. Sydney uh, are out. So, <laughs> so six, six teams remain. This is a horrible end to the podcast. I'm Pez. Peace out. I'm still sore, so we'll catch up next time.